Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Happy day 66 of the program today. Um, I was just in the group reading the comments. It's a whole vibe in there. People are reaching new lows. They're excited about where they are at. Oh, so good. Because it's just been a it's been a hard few weeks. Um, and it's just nice to feel some good vibes. Not that we don't still honor our feels, <laughs> regardless of where we are at. But think it's sometimes it's great to like spend some time in your feels and kind of like like really feel them. I think sometimes we perpetuate our feelings because we want to feel our feelings, but we're not taking the time to actually feel our feelings. So I think when you kind of go all in in them, you feel much better sooner rather than later. Great conversations um, with Dr. Beverly uh, the other day. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on. Um, really great conversation. Which was just yesterday. I think it was, <laughs> it was just yesterday. Great conversation uh, with Dr. Beverly. Uh, Dr. Tam's going to join us tomorrow. Um, he's going to talk about how to manage your ever-changing body. This is something that I sort of started to think about a few years back when my son was in the hospital and he lost about 30 pounds. And when he came out of the hospital, he he could barely walk. And mind you, he was in a bed, right, for a while. But it got me thinking like, what does it do to your body when you lose a lot of weight? The way that you walk, the way that you sit, the way that you stand, the way that you move. And there is something to be said about, you know, helping your body adjust physically to the weight that you've lost, which is really cool. So we're gonna talk to him. He's just an all around great guy um, as well. He's a chiropractor, whether you're into that or not. He's just a wealth of information and great tips just about managing your health and wellness. So uh, he's going to be joining us tomorrow. But yeah, great conversation uh, with Dr. Beverly. Some of you talking about having the, the, the tips and the tools to work through your feels and everything that life is throwing at you. And that's that's really what it's about. It's like just the way that you're going about losing your weight physically, but more so mentally is what's going to make it more sustainable and maintainable about being in tune to your body. So we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about maintenance at the end of the program. But there's there's three main reasons why people gain weight back. Number one is they don't put time into solidifying their weight. So you know how you like you lose weight and then you're on a plateau for a bit and then you lose more weight and those plateaus are your body adjusting to your new weight, solidifying your new weight. So you started with your set point, our very first science Saturday post, and you've been losing weight, your body's adjusting to that, losing weight, your body's adjusting to that, losing weight, your body's adjusting to that. So once you reach your goal weight, you want to really allow your body time to adjust to your new weight and make your new weight your new norm. So that's where you want to put time into solidifying your weight. So there's four stages of the living method. Lose your weight, solidify your weight, right? Work on maintaining your weight and then the move on for the rest of your life type of thing. And so the way people do that is by repeating the program. That's why you'll see a lot of people who are repeating the program to solidify their weight. Or we're going to teach you a whole other technique called personalizing the plan that we're going to introduce at the end of the program. So not putting time into solidifying the weight. The next one is not adapting to situational change. So you've lost your weight. Maybe now, you know, things are calmer in your life. Maybe you're working from home, all of a sudden you get a new job, you you move, your whole routine changes, and or you get hit with major stress, and you're not helping your body adapt to that stress. Your body's being stressed out. It's just like it's chaos. You're eating this, you're doing that, or not doing this, not doing that, not managing your stress, not managing your sleep, not doing any of those things. And all of a sudden that starts to really affect you. And then that causes the body to feel the need to store fat. So not adapting to situational change. The other is just simply not being mindful. Like you don't gain 20 pounds back and not notice, which is why next week is really cool because we're going to implement a technique called back on track. So whenever you do find yourself indulging, because you're going to at some point, whether it's while you are losing your weight moving forward or once you've lost your weight and you're just back to living your life, you're going to have times where you're choosing to indulge. And so we're going to teach you a technique called back on track that's going to help 
you help your body recover from that, get you back on track, and then just back to living your life. Um, so join us today, 12 p.m. Kim and I are going to break down the tweak this week. So we're going to talk about our uh, revamp week and tweak, a um, bunch of frequently asked questions that we've comp- com- been compiling and whatnot. We're going to talk about that. All right, let's get into your questions. Hello, hello. Hello from Mexico. Hi, Elise. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to make it live at the gym on the treadmill. Hello, Kim. Uh, always get pumped up watching the lives. Having a tough round too. Okay, been up and down and up and down. No weight loss at all, but couldn't be healthier in so many ways. I'll get there when my body is ready to get there. Yes. Okay. So at the gym, I don't know if you've recently added in exercise. So really be in tune to those portions in terms of what they feel like. Right, this is probably a really great week week for you, especially bumping up that protein and fat feed into your satiety hormones. And the other thing is like when you've done a program before, really it's hard to let go of what you did before. Although you want to build on what you did before, you want to be in tune with where you are at now, right? So take a look at that maximizing post. Not to say that you're not doing all the things, but sometimes we think, well, I did all the things I was doing last time, but this time it's new things that you need to do, right? So make sure you reach out to if you need any help, post your answers to those 20 questions we're here for you but that's a whole motivating vibe on the treadmill on the treadmill good morning hi beverly hubby is sick i'm so exhausted but i'm here happy wednesday and thanks for being such a supportive family ah it's the time it's the time of year my goodness um, i actually want to get on dr alinka or dr paul maybe talk about just a side conversation about you know things you can do i mean you're doing a lot on this program to help you know keep your um immune system nice and healthy you know that i know there are sort of supplements that you can add in that can help offset or combat um you know any kind of flus or viruses and whatnot which really will work so much better now that your body is such so much healthier from the most basic baseline right so for example um you might before you did the program just wake up sick oh my god i'm sick right like you just you feel fine then all of a sudden you're sick and now you're going to feel it coming a mile away you're going to be like oh i feel off what's wrong with me i feel a little tired i feel a little run down i feel a little scratchy in my throat now because your body's communicating with you telling you when to eat what to eat how much to eat and actually like you're listening to it it's going to let you know when it's when it's like fighting something and so a lot of times you'll say what is wrong with me why am i so tired i hear some of you saying zinc and other things you can add in right there's lots of there's lots of great things that you can add in that will actually make a difference because your body is so much healthier. But pay attention to those cues as well, right? We, I know detox symptoms can make you kind of feel run down as well and kind of tired and whatnot. That should go hand in hand with the scale moving. So if you are feeling those symptoms and your weight is not moving or even up a little bit, it could be that your body's fighting something. So also don't forget, we do have that sickness protocol um, for those of you who are sick. Um, I know though being a caregiver for someone sick is is really difficult. So also Beverly, make sure you're taking time for yourself, getting rest in where you can, keeping your keeping your immune system nice and strong as well. But we do have that whole uh, sickness protocol. If you you might not have looked into it yet because you haven't been sick yet, but if you just uh, search in the group or in the app, it'll come up. Good morning. This round solidifying my weight and being also in maintenance has been a game changer for me. There you go. Okay. Best program ever. Put the time in. Yes. Life does slap you in the face, but it's the way we overcome it. Love this community. Yeah. So we do have a whole maintenance group. The maintenance group is a little different. It's pay one price, $75, and then you're in there for life as long as you need. So there's no keep buying the program. And it's not like a guided program and process, although I do go live. We have guest segments and whatnot. I check in every now and then. It's more of a discussion-based community where if you do have any questions along the way, you can ask. We have a whole team of people in there as well. But one of the things that we're finding is that you can be done losing your weight physically, but there's still so much to work through mentally, like trusting that you're going to be able to maintain and sustain your weight, leveling up your health and wellness in all sorts of areas, working through your old habits, because after a while, you tend to kind of fall back in them, which is why old habits are hard to break. And you know, what's your motivating factor for taking care of yourself when you're no longer looking to lose weight? So this comes down to so many of you um, need to lose weight because you prioritize everyone and everything else above your needs. And then while you're doing the program, you're like, okay, I'm doing this. So then you're showing up, you're doing all the things that you need to do to reach that goal. Things like managing your stress and your sleep and moving your body and taking time out and being tuned to what you actually need. And then what happens is once you've reached your goal, a lot of people are like, okay, well, I guess it's time to start 
prioritizing everybody else again because I've taken my time. And sometimes people even feel guilty for continuing to focus on themselves. And when their goal, they're no longer chasing a goal of weight loss or reaching a goal, it's like they don't, it's like they drop the ball on doing all those things. And then what happens is we have people who are like, I'm maintaining my weight, which is great, but I don't feel good. I don't feel as good as I felt when I was losing weight. And that's because they're not managing their stress and their sleep and making choices that make them feel good because there's no sort of motivating factor. It's really interesting, the the conversations that we're having over there. So if you, um, if you're interested every Wednesday, like later today, um, we're having a weigh in Wednesday. So one of our recent weigh in Wednesday conversations is where we talk maintenance. And we talked about using the scale and how some people are still using the scale because they don't trust or like how using the scale when you're in maintenance kind of hinders you because some people are using it for accountability. Some people are just relying on the scale to tell them what's going on and they're like not going inward and being in tune. Like, you know, you're going to feel like shit if you eat a Big Mac or whatever, right? No disrespect to Big Macs are yummy, but you know, no one ever walks away eating a Big Mac and says, I feel amazing. Um, You know, it's like, and so what, so we did this three day, no way challenge, which was really interesting. And so collectively as a group, all the people in maintenance decided they weren't going to weigh themselves for three days. So you take people who have been weighing themselves every single day and now and lost their weight, which is great. But now we're taking the scale away. It's really interesting. So we're having that conversation today at 4 p.m. Um, we have a variety of different topics that we cover. You have access, even though you're not a, a member in maintenance group, you have access to those podcasts over on our Weigh In Machina podcast. So if you want to listen to any of those, they're called Weigh In Wednesdays. You can check those out. Um, we are going to talk about, we are going to talk about, um, maintenance at the end of the program. We're going to make sure you're feeling super confident about next step. Some of you are already asking, um, if I'm fall- if I'm behind in the group, will the app still work? Yes. Yeah, so you'll be able to finish out the 91 days of the app on your own timeline. And then once you do finish the 91 days, your app will flip over into a general tracker that you can continue to use. And then if you sign up for the January group, it will reset and then run you through the program again. Um, you will all still have access to this Facebook support group if you're in the group and all the information in it. So it doesn't go away. We do archive the group and we stop posting, obviously, but you will still have access to that. And then some of you are already concerned about you've signed up for the January group. If you haven't, listen, don't hold off on signing up for the January group. We sell out every single time. We've actually put money into marketing because we want the whole world to know about our program. Uh, Do not wait on the January program. Get yourself signed up sooner rather than later. Every single group people miss out because we sell out and you'll be surprised the number of people who forget. They tell their friends and family and forget to sign up themselves. But for those of you who signed up for the January group and you're wondering what's going to happen in between groups, we are doing our Bridging the Gap group again. So this is a free group that you can join in between groups where we'll have a team of people answering questions. We do some posts and whatnot. I won't be going live or checking in or anything like that because I'm going to be off. Uh, but, you know, I'll be checking in every now and then. But it is a place where you guys can continue to get your questions asked and answered. Good morning, Sally. The donut pusher has been on the trampoline this week. Damn you, Sally. Okay, so tis the season, Christmas holidays. We're going to talk about um, people's reactions to your weight loss. We're going to talk about that coming up. Sometimes people don't say anything. Sometimes people overstep and say the weirdest shit at the end of the day. Um, this is treat season with the holidays coming up. People who love baking and sharing or like, have a donut, have a Christmas tree, lollipopy thing. Ah, oh, man, Pinterest, Instagram. There's so many cool shit out there that people are doing with their foods. I've like, like, I've, I've like saved all of it. Not that I'll ever make any of it, but man, it's so good. Um, so that's something we're going to be talking about, that pressure to eat the things that people are making and baking for you and whatnot. It can be a hard season for that. Food pushers, we call them. Uh, you know, someone comes into your office with the donuts, right? It, you know, I've got these donuts. Have one. Oh, no, thanks. I'm good. Well, why? Just have one. No, I'm, I'm really good. Well, you're still on that diet. Come on. You're no fun. Have a donut. Meanwhile, you eat the donut. You feel like shit and they don't even eat their own donuts. <laughs> you know, you get this all the time, especially this time of year. I mean, sometimes, you know, if your Nana has baked her special bread pudding or whatever it is, then by all means, there are certain situations where you're going to eat the food. Like I always say, Tony's mom, I don't say no to that woman at all. Food is her love language. And I don't care if I am so stuffed already. If she hands me something, I'm going to take it. So there are situations in that, but you got to pick your battles. 
Pick your battles. Uh, I understood after yesterday with Dr. Beverly that I must address the why of my pushing down feelings and then eating out of frustration. Yeah. Whoa, that's huge, right? That's huge. Let me read that again. I'm just drinking beet juice. It's not wine at 9.16 a.m. I'm drinking beet juice. I'm trying to not drink the wine. I drank a lot of wine last week and it's making me feel like shit. So I'm on this whole thing where I'm trying not to drink the wine. I want it so badly, but I'm not drinking it. So I'm having beet juice. Uh, not that I would be drinking wine at 9.16, but I'd be thinking about it. Okay, back to you, Joanne. I understood after yesterday with Dr. Beverly that I must address the why of my pushing down my feelings and then eating out of frustration. During this round, I've really learned that my communication needs to improve with my family, in particular to avoid misunderstandings. Making assumptions is deadly. Such a great live yesterday. Yeah. The things that we do or we don't do because of the people who we're around or what we are concerned about them saying or not saying or thinking or feeling or not feeling, right? Like, how many times do we not say something because we don't want to upset somebody else? Like, I remember when I was young, it just seemed like, and I'm having teenage kids, right? The whole world revolves around them. They just want to do what makes them happy. And you try to teach them about real life. The reality is for me, I'm, the reality, I'm laughing at Carol. I'm drinking the wine for you, Gina. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> I remember when I was young, I used to just do what makes me happy. If it didn't make me happy, I didn't do it. And then I got into the situation where I was listening to everybody else. Well, you'd be crazy if you don't do this. You can't not do that. And then as you just get older, you listen to what other people are telling you should do. And then, and then you get into relationships and you, you no longer, for example, do what make you happy. It's constant cr compromise. And then all of a sudden, as we get older, we're lost. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we want. We're all fucked up trying to find ourselves again. You know, sometimes doing what makes you happy or doing what you need to do is not easy easy. I think that's the thing. People present, do what makes you happy. It's like, okay, nah, man. Sometimes doing what makes you happy or what's going to make you happy is really difficult. I've, I've lost friendships, thank goodness, that to this day are still upsetting to me. Situations have happened and I've lost friendships. But now in hindsight, I realize it's the best thing that could have happened to me, although I still miss those friendships. I don't miss the type of friendship I had. And so although that was the best decision for me, it was hard. So making, just making decisions that are good for you and make you happy are not easy. They're not easy sometimes. You have to have hard conversations. You have to make hard choices. And sometimes it leads to other people being uncomfortable and other people being upset. But at the end of the day, that's not your responsibility. I think there's a way you can say anything with love. Like whatever you need, whatever conversation you need to have. I've learned this in trying to communicate with my oldest daughter. I've had to relearn communication. And I really take time to ground myself in the moment. And before I say anything, because there's a lot of things that need to be said, I have to say it with love, right? I can't just be like, you did that, you got to do that, blah, blah, blah. So I think, you know, um, making this kind of change changes you. And then you start to realize what you do want and what works for you and what doesn't work for you anymore and what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing to put up with. And you also, you're treating yourself differently. So then you really want other people to treat you differently. And that's one of the things that was happening in this friendship. I was being treated like the old person I used to be. Like the dumbass who, you know, couldn't pay her bills, whose marriage fell apart, who seemed to always be in chaos, who whatever. And I had made a lot of change. And I had these friends who were continuing to treat me like I was that person. And I said to them, I'm not that person anymore. But they didn't see it, which I'm not you know, it's it's not on them. I wish they would have seen it, but they didn't. And so you are making all of this change and you want people in your life to see the change that you're making and you want people to treat you like the person you are today. So then you pretending not to be the person that you are is not helping the situation. And then if you step into yourself and you're like, this is who I am, this is how I feel, this is what works for me, this is what doesn't work for me anymore, you you really have to you really have to like own that and exude that and be that because it's very difficult when other people are not wanting to accept it or having a hard time accepting it. But then you also have to recognize that it's okay for them to have a hard time accepting it. it doesn't mean that they're not going to come around. It's just that they have their feelings about it. 
They got to know you as you and who you were, and now they need to get to know you as you who you are now, right? So it's really interesting the way, the whole point is, is the way when you make this kind of change, it it affects the dynamics in your life and relationships. It really does. The people, your friendships, your, you know, your romantic relationships, your, even in your work environment, you're showing up as a completely different person. Also, a lot of people are really envious of the changes that you're making because they just see the end result. Like a lot of you talking about how you're getting out there and people are like, wow, look what you've done. You, you look amazing. It's not even about the weight. It's just about the energy that you're putting out there. And they see this end result without understanding all the hard work that you've put into it and what you've really done to make this real change. You know, it's real change. It's so exciting, but it can be very difficult for the people in our lives. Uh, this week, this, this, uh, food week, uh, not too good. So far up three pounds here with struggling. I haven't really ate off plan, but need to review to ensure I'm doing everything right. Yeah. So first of all, remember weight going up can be a sign that your weight's about to drop, right? Also, your weight can be up for so many reasons, uh, where you're at in your cycle, stress levels, lack of sleep, working out. Maybe you've been added work at working out and now your, you know, your body is sore. So, so many reasons, right? So tune in today at, uh, 12 p.m. and, uh, we're going to chat that out. Hi, Risa. Good morning. Excited on watching on the elliptical at the gym. Oh, you guys. So good today. Excited because I'm only four pounds away from my COVID weight. Love that. Uh, then my next big goal is another 10 pounds. Love learning and all the tweaks, tools, and how my mindset has changed is amazing. My biggest problem when maintaining was avoiding the scale and knowing how my pants were getting tighter and what was going into my mouth, but the denial. Yeah, but you were in denial until I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, so that's that's the thing, right? Is that you, you, you this is, here's the work in that. Here's the work in that, which you do now while you're losing, if you ever find yourself indulging or having something. People do this. Oh, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. I shouldn't be eating it. I'm not. I'm done now. Just another few bites. What if I eat it? Fuck it. I might as well eat the whole thing. And so they're not taking that time to be aware. First of all, if you're going to eat the thing, take a deep breath and enjoy the thing. Like savor it. Enjoy it. Like really be like, ah, oh, man, this is delicious. Oh, I love this. This is bringing me so much joy. This is amazing. Like really take the time to enjoy this thing that you're expecting to bring you so much joy, right? Or satisfaction or flavor or whatever it is. But we don't do that because chances are you have been indulging with guilt, indulging with guilt for years. That's the only, that's just what you know. Maybe there's other words in there too, but you haven't really taken time to enjoy the food that you are indulging. So it really starts with that. And then it starts with if you eat the food and you're not enjoying it and you immediately are aware of the berating, the, 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 the voice in your head, right? That's like, well, you know, should I eat this? Shouldn't I eat this? Why am I eating this? Okay. I'm eating this. I've ruined everything. Then what happens after you're done eating that voice? And then the next day that's carried through when you get on the scale. Oh my God, I've ruined everything. I'm never going to be able to lose this weight. I just feel fat. I'm disgusting. Then it, then what would usually follow is the starve, deprive yourself, right? Punish yourself for, for having this thing. And so it really starts now. And a lot of people look at that work as like when you're done losing. So this is why having the thing, not that I'm suggesting everyone just go crazy and eat all the things. If you really use it as an opportunity to reconnect, right? And rewire your thoughts around the things that you're eating. So that's, that's sort of like the big part of that is that you're, you're mindlessly, but, but it's not even mindlessly indulging. You, you probably know you're indulging, but then you're choosing to be not see what you're and then it just and then you're just not paying attention you're just ignoring and pushing it aside and being like yeah I know this is happening but I just don't want to deal with it or you know you do want to make change but you're just it's that that uncomfortable that, that's the thing too is like so we're going to talk about getting back on track after you indulge and you'll feel this through the holiday. Some of you will indulge and then you'll just feel like garbage afterwards, which is fine. And it's no harm done because as soon as you get back on track and back to it, your weight and if your weight is up, it's going to come right back down. But there's so after the holidays, I always have personal clients call me and be like, oh, my God, I need to sign up with you again. And I'll be like, what's going on? Oh, my weight went up 10 pounds over the holidays. I just feel like garbage. I feel just really off. I really I need to sign up with you again. And I'm always like, do you, though, like just before you sign up with me and not that I'm opposed to making money, but 
um, before you sign up with me, get yourself back on track. So we teach them back on track technique. And within three to four days, they're already, you know, I talk to them again, how are you doing? Oh, I feel so much better. But it's like, because you're so in tune now, when you feel like a rock star, you feel like a rock star. But when you feel off, you feel really, really, really off. And there's this thing when you're making choices where you don't feel good, that it's so hard to get back to feeling really good. But it's actually not because your body wants you to feel as as best it possibly can. So a few days just getting back on track again, all of a sudden you're gonna be like, oh, whew. Okay, but it's that it's that feeling of uncomfortableness where it's like if you haven't worked out for a really long time and you know you reflect back on when you were working out, you felt amazing, but just the thought of working out is just like fuck. I don't want to do it cuz I I already know I'm going to be tired. I already know I'm going to be sore. I already know how I'm going to feel. But because that's what I'm feeling now when I think about working out, because I'm not thinking about how great I'm going to feel. That's why I love Mel Robbins. She's got that five-second rule. Um, She's got a great book, The Five-Second Rule. I always talk about James Clear, but Mel Robbins is great. She's got this five-second rule. There's that space in your brain where if you think about doing something, you have about five seconds to actually get up and follow through and do it. Otherwise, you're just, you kind of just give up on that. And so combined with James Clear, let's say you did want to work out. You want to start working out every day. So then what you do is the night before you, while you're, after you're brushing your teeth or before you get into bed, you take your workout clothes and you place them on the chair, right? And that's all you do. And maybe you get up the next day, you don't put them on, you don't work out. But you start creating the habit of brush my teeth before I get into bed, put my workout clothes on the chair. And then you start the habit of, you know, now I brush my teeth, get ready for bed, put my workout clothes on the chair, go to sleep, wake up, put those clothes on. Now, maybe I don't actually go to the gym, maybe I don't actually work out, but at least I'm following through. And it's just kind of building on that routine. And then the Mel Robbins thing is like, when you think about doing something, you have five seconds to do it. So you have those clothes on. Now I got, now I'm in the routine of putting those clothes on. Now I'm going to go and work out. Right. So it's kind of like stacking your habits. So I think those two are really great tips in combination is the, is the stat, the, the habit stacking and the Mel Robbins, um, five second rule, which is really cool. All right, let, get, let me get into answering more of your questions. Did I even answer your question? Oh, yes, Risa, we're just talking about you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I set a five-pound goal for myself, which I know I'm not going to reach this time around. However, I'm up 12 pounds and I'm so happy. My body's changing. My energy level is changing. I feel so thankful that I found the program. I've been up. And all my life, this is the only program that I feel I am not only nourishing my body, but also psychological, psych, psychological warfare, welfare. Yeah, welfare. I love that. I have been loyal to the program. And I think this is the only one that allows you to be human with all your errors and stuff is success. I don't know if you if you said you're up 12 pounds or down 12 pounds. It, it is you. You can't you can't. You're not going to accomplish any type of real goal by putting it outside of yourself, counting, weighing, measuring, starving, depriving, forcing, right? Like that's all outside of yourself. And we're, that might work for a quick fix. I'm not, I'm not denying that quick fix diets, they work. But the, the, the sheer fact of, of disconnecting from yourself, like um, yesterday, Candace, she had this, let me just grab these notes. Hang on. She had this thing that she was talking about is this my notes from yesterday where what'd she say it was about how she was taught to believe 
that you don't feel good until you've reached your goal. So basically you feel like shit the whole time you're dieting. And then the only time that you're able to feel good is if you reach your goal at the end. And I was just like, wow, oh my God, you know? And you have to understand the diet industry too. It's based, it's really based on, um, it's really, <laughs> sorry, I got sidetracked with this comment about someone saying they tripped and fell on a pizza box and some wine. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Where was that? <laughs> and fell carrying a box of pizza and a glass of wine in my backyard. I managed to not spill the wine or damage the pizza. Oh my God, I love that. That's funny. Um, sorry, I got, sorry, I got comments all over the place that I'm trying to read here. Um, what was I talking about? The diet industry. Yeah. I, I mean, they know their shit stinks and doesn't work, right? They, they just know it doesn't work. And they, they based a whole business model on you losing and getting it back. They want you to, member retention, they want you to reach your goal and think the program was why. And then when you get it all back, it's your fault, right? At the end of the day. So this is really, it's so much more, sustainable, maintainable weight loss is so much more than that. But I love this, what you said here, it allows you to be human with all of your errors and still feel successful. Yeah, we're supposed to make, I say this to my kid all the time, you're supposed to make mistakes. You're supposed to do things that make you feel so uncomfortable that you have to sit with what you've done so that you learn that that's not what you want to do moving forward. It's all about context, right? Like when you say to your kid, you know, like the whole starving kids in Africa or whatever, <laughs> that was so fucked up that parents said that, but um, it's just really messed up. But besides that, your kid, the, the takeaway here is unless your kid has ever actually been starving, they don't know what that means. They don't know what that means. The whole, I used to walk 10 miles for school. Like I used to tell my kids, I used to, I lived right beside the bridge. If you cross the bridge, those kids got to take the bus. So I had to walk like 45 minutes. I swear it was an hour to school. If I don't make my kids walk an hour to school, I could tell that story a million times and they'll never understand what that feels like and when that what that means, you know, at the end of the day. So you have the whole point is like, that's why it's not just being perfect. That's why there's so much to be learned when you indulge and you feel bad. What is that about? All you've done is make it made a choice to eat something you haven't ruined anything. It doesn't mean nothing. So why do you have all these feels about making a choice that in the moment you perceived was going to bring you some sort of joy or happiness or something? So what is it? Are you using food to to um, maybe it's not about the food tasting good. Maybe it's about the food distracting you because you can't really think and eat at the same time. Right. So then what's that about? And so this whole program is really an opportunity to really dive into those feels and really say to yourself, what is this about? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why do I make a choice in the moment and then berate myself about that same choice I made? I know what I want so badly. Why? And I know what I need to do to, to achieve that goal. Why am I not doing those things? Right? So, but a lot of times I think because accounted when it comes to dieting, we talk, they talk willpower, they talk control, they talk moderating, like willpower, control and moderating it's just like it has no place when it comes to dieting and why it's so fucked up and so difficult is because we need food to survive we're talking about the very thing that we need to actually survive and then you take it a step further and all of our issues and associations tied into food since when we were born basically eat everything on your plate you know wait to dinner you know and then diet diet culture right you're taught to not eat when you're hungry, right? Like it's really fucked up. So being human is a big part of that. Is that it's like this is where you have to and a lot of people are very uncomfortable with dealing with their feels. A lot of people, so many times we have spilled the tea conversations and people are like, I had no idea what I was signing up for. I always think about that because our amazing members or you guys are so great at spreading the word. Sign up, it's an amazing program. And you think for $75, what the fuck am I even getting here at the end of the day? And meanwhile, there's so much that you're getting 
that it can really mess people up because they were not prepared. They saw you, you lost weight, you look amazing. They want that too. And they're not prepared to have to do the work that you need to do to successfully follow through, right? And that's why I have so much mad respect for everyone who's still here today. Because like the fact that you're still here, you're going to be, you're going to be here at the end. The feeling that no matter how much you're struggling, you make it to the end of this program, I'm telling you, it's going to be so worth it because you would have started something and you finished this this big thing. And even if you don't reach your goal, you're going to realize that you can reach your goal because if you can do this, you there's no reason why you, you're not going to get there, you know? That's what it's about. I just got Atomic Habits uh, to tackle my nemesis, uh, Rhonda Rewards, because she thinks she deserves a reward for doing good. <laughs> this. Uh, partly old diet mentality and partly what I grew up with as a latchkey kid. I am pairing this book with journaling as I head into R4. Yeah, so I love this for you, Re- Re- <laughs> Rhonda Rewards. So many people do this. They lose weight. The scale moves. They reward themselves with something that doesn't help them. <laughs> Why though? You know, cause the, the how, cause your associations, your triggers, your rewards, man, that shit is like so, it's like, it runs so deep. Solidify my weight and doing maintenance at the same time, maybe for another five pounds to lose. Yeah, I love that. Maybe this happens all the time where, so now at the end of the program, the conversation will be how, how do I know when I'm done? Because a lot of you are realizing that it's not about a number. It's about a feeling, right? So only you will know when you are done. Sometimes people get caught up with other people saying, oh my God, you've already lost so much. Stop. Don't lose any more weight. And you're like, well, I have weight to lose. I want to lose more. What's wrong with that? Right? It, it's really up to you. Only you will know when you're done. Um, when, when people are done losing their weight, we'll have people roll into maintenance for like a year even. And then after the year, they're like, you know what? I've been maintaining my weight. I feel like I have another five, 10 pounds to lose. And then they'll come back and they'll go for more. Only you will know when you get there. Once you lose, like you, you, I've had clients whose goals maybe are 140 and then they reach 160 and they're like, I'm good. I feel amazing. Never felt better in my life. I really don't feel like I need to lose more. And then I'll have someone whose goal is 160 and they'll get there and they're like, you know what? Like, yay for me, but I think I could lose more I'm going to go for 140 it really it's like don't get stuck on that number because no one knows that number but you and it really is about how you're feeling and the way we're going about losing weight really hits differently we lose it in layers as opposed to you know starving and depriving it off certain spots that happen when you do a diet you know it's it's different healthy sustainable weight loss hits different than you know quick deprivation type of diets so only you you will know when you get there I had an Instagram I did a ask me anything on Instagram just so you know, we do have a whole Instagram page and a public Facebook page. Um, so many people, although they do our Facebook group, don't realize we actually have a Facebook page as well where we post some motivational posts uh, and stuff. But someone said the other day, I, I I can't stop losing weight. How do I stop losing weight? I've reached my goal and I still keep losing. And that might happen. You're not going to, you're definitely going to, if you have weight to lose, you're going to be able to lose it. But it's not like you're going to lose too much weight because we're not starving and depriving or whatever. But your body will settle on a weight at the end of the day that's happy for it. I'm always mindful when I say that because people are like, oh, I know my body just doesn't want this fat off, which let me take you back to the fact that it does. Go back to that very first Science Saturday post. Your body doesn't want the fat any more than you do. Any extra pound fat is hard on your body. So you're going to be able to lose all the weight that you want, but only you will know when you get there. Uh, Let me see if I can get down to some more questions. Uh, the last two weeks daily lives have really helped me understand how stressful situations and lack of sleep can really slow down progress. The universe has slapped me a few times over the last two weeks, but I keep showing up and I know this too will pass. Thank you for your encouragement and support. Yeah. Right. Because it's like when it's not when everything is sunshine and rainbows. It's great when it is, but it's not that it's when life is hard. How are you showing up for yourself? Are you giving up on yourself? Are you packing it in? Not to say you can't have your moments. Take your moments, like take those moments, take as many moments, take as many step backs as you need. But don't give up on yourself and don't give up on this goal of really wanting to feel your best. You know, like it. life definitely doesn't make it make it easy. That's for freaking sure. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, you guys are talking about signing up for the January group. Yes, get signed up. Tell your friends, tell your family, head over to the website, get signed up. Uh, super easy uh, to do. After my children grew and left home, I'd forgotten who I was and what made me happy. I'm still trying to find your way. Yeah, gosh, this happened to me, Debbie. 
This happened to me. I was a hot mess. I was, I'm pretty sure I was depressed, but people back then didn't really talk about mental health. I'm pretty sure I had postpartum after a couple of my kids. Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> I know I got stories there. I know I did. Um, thank goodness for people like my mom who's watching. Hi, mom. Um, you know, it's, uh, I was, I was in a marriage for like 20 years and where I was just, and I had four kids and then I was just doing everything and I forgot. And my husband at the time, bless him, um, you know, he'd go golfing for the whole day or like he was, he would go golfing all day and then he would go to like, um, like play basketball with his buddies and then he would go to the gym and then he'd go meet some friends for drinks and all these things. And I would just be working, take care of the kids. And I remember I was really unhappy. And one day I was on YouTube and I was watching people do this, this kiteboarding thing, which is like on a kind of a, like a shorter surf, surf, like a more like a skateboard kind of thing on water with a big kite in the air. And something in me was like, you got to do that. And like, it's an extreme sport. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I said, watch videos for a couple of days. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. So I, I found some random guy who taught lessons. And I bought like 20 up front. Like, I was like, what? I bought like 20, 20 lessons up front. And I remember trucking like 45 minutes north. And I met him in a park and started learning to drive, like fly this kite. And the next thing you know, I'm on a board and I'm hanging out with a bunch of guys all day at a thing and, you know, kiteboarding and whatever. And it just, it was so difficult because it was an extreme sport, first of all. <laughs> and I was learning something new and it was way out of my comfort zone. And, but I remember people saying to me like, Oh, you're you're taking you're you're going all day long. Like, what about the kids? Like, what about this? Like, how do you have time for that? And I remember even my ex at the time was just like, "Oh, you're mommy's leaving all day long," and I'm like, "Like you fucking did when you went to go play golf all fucking day." I didn't say to the kids, "Oh, daddy's leaving all day." No, but so it was very. My point is, God ask me if I have issues about this. <laughs> Life doesn't make it easy for you to find yourself again because you've set the bar and expectations so high, probably, that when you are no longer taking care of everyone and everything else, people notice, people notice that you've left the house. <laughs> You're not there. And people would be like, how can you kiteboarding? That's so extreme. And how can you do this? And how can you do that? People do not make, and listen, it maybe, maybe kiteboarding isn't your thing. I don't know why it was my thing. And then when my marriage fell apart, I signed up to go on a surf trip. Um, a surf trip. I, I, I'm, I'm terrified of sharks, so I didn't even know if I'd be able to go into the water. And I found these random people who are now some of my best friends, I love them, who were putting on a surf trip. And I called them up, I've been like, I wanna go on this trip. And they're just like, well, it's not really that kind of trip, it's just with a small group of friends and whatever, I'm like, I wanna go. And so there I was in Costa Rica with people I didn't know, surfing and doing all these crazy things. And you know, first of all, the luxury I had to be able to go do that. My mom, thank goodness, watched my kids. It was like, I had to do something extreme because if I didn't do something extreme, I was never going to, I was never going to do anything for myself. And that really brought me slowly, but surely back to myself. And not to say you have to go on a trip or sign up from some extreme sport, but you really have to fight for finding yourself again. You have to know who you are and what you want and what works for you. And that's why I love the fact that you're building your intuition. Your intuition is your, is your gut. It's you. It's you know what works for you. You know what doesn't work for you. You know what people in your life work for you. You know which ones don't work for you. You know situations that work for you. And you know you th you have a dream of what you, you want your life to be. And you're the only person responsible for showing up and making that happen. Although making those choices, like we've talked about, is not all that easy. I just reposted something on my Instagram this morning, the difference between intuition and anxiety. Anxiety is like a sense of urgency. It's like an unsettling feeling. Whereas intuition is like, yeah, okay, like I, this is what I want. I want this. I need to do more of that. When I do this, this makes me feel really good. Like truly it's filling your cup. It's making you, do you know, and that's why again, get making it to the end of the program is so important. No matter what you're 
your result is in the end because it's what it's going to say to your soul that you've done this. You have put yourself through this 91 days rigmarole of like, I don't even know what. Showing up every day for yourself, making choices that make you feel good, working through big feels. You know what I mean? And when when life doesn't make it easy for you, and this may be a small little thing, but it's, it's, it's a big thing at the end of the day. You started and then you finished and then you can start again and finish again. That means you can start and finish anything, right? So, so it's so much. I, I totally, I totally relate to that getting lost and having to find yourself. And I guess I don't know if that was so motivating, the fact that life makes it very hard for you to do that. But I can tell you, it was a real lifesaver for me. And it really, it was a real lifesaver for me because that happened a couple of years before my husband got sick and then my marriage fell apart. And, you know, then I was at that place where I was just like broken and broke. And, you know, I had to really rebuild, but I was, at least I was rebuilding and knowing who I am. Even though I had nothing, I still was like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want out of my life, you know? It's uh, it's uh, it, it, sometimes it can seem like you're so far away from being the person that you want to be, but you're really not. Time goes by, and the little things that you do really adds up and makes a big difference. I know so many of you gain this weight, and you're trying to get back to you, back to when you weighed that size. Maybe when you were that size, you were happier, and then you know. You, the reason why you gained weight is because something really traumatic happened to you. You know, like we're trying to get back. It's not about going back. It's about moving forward and kind of reinventing who you are, re-realizing who you are, reconnecting with who you are. And that's one of the things I love about this program. Um, The psych part has been huge. What has been missing in every other diet I've done the last 15 years? Yeah. I've been looking for a psychologist for so long. This is why I have such mad love for Dr. Beverly and Dr. Dina Karashifa and Dr. Olinka and Dr. They're also great. Um, I actually was going to go back to school and get my psych degree because I realized it was such an important part of the program, but I didn't have any fucking time (laughs) to do that. And so when I met Dr. Beverly, we actually had connected once and then things kind of fell through and then we reconnected. And I just think she's such a lovely person because like all of our guests, she actually does care. I think there's so many healthcare providers out there that maybe feel a little bit like, are they helping people? you know, because things are so tough. And what with this program, it's your, we have, we have like people who are showing up who are actually doing the work and listening to what they have to say and offer and taking that away. And I can tell you for me, like people will thank me at the end of the program. I am just so thankful and grateful that I get to show up every day and talk about what I love and like help people reach their goals. It's like a, it's like such, it's the best feeling in the world, honestly. And so I can just imagine, well, I know because our guests express this, it feels really great to, to talk to people and share your gift and what you have to offer for people who are really there to listen. And when you really want people to really make a difference, right? Kathy traveling to Hawaii today for the winter. Oh, can I come with you? Hit my lowest low today. So hope to keep the momentum going. I'm sure I'll be up a bit tomorrow, but we'll come back down health challenges lately so looking forward to warm and relaxing yeah something about that warm air right it's just it's just or the fact maybe that we the how stressful we live our lives here like when i went to the bahamas um last weekend or the weekend before i don't know how whenever it was seems like yesterday because i still haven't unpacked my luggage um it's like i got there and i just looked in the mirror i'm like who am i like what happened to the stress and wrinkles on my face? And my my skin's glowy. I look amazing, and I'm like, it's not it's not just like the warm sea air. It's like the fact that I, there, I can't do anything about my stress back home because I'm so far away, right? So it's something about being away and just like the difference in that stress level is amazing, which will be so great for your health. So so I don't know where you're at. You reach your lowest low. You know, maybe as you're shifting locations, a great opportunity to reset and shift your focus might be in order for that. Um, since you're in Hawaii for the winter. Ah. I try not to complain about winter because I just am so happy to be alive, but I think it's a getting old thing where you're just, your body's like, why are you still, why are you still living here? Um, I did not lose much, but I love the program. Will be nice people posting pictures of food. Would be, will be nice 
people posting pictures of food, what they eat. Uh, hi, Marcia. So we do have a, a recipe share page that you might not have caught on, like seen in the, I think it's in the recipe guide maybe. So where people are sharing their favorite meals and meal ideas. So if you want to go and see what people are posting, that's over there. We also have an Instagram page called Livy Losers. Livy Losers, of course, is the play on being a loser, right? Why watch your weight when you can lose it? We don't care about being winners around here. We care about being losers around here. Uh, so that's sort of where it comes from, doing the Livy Method and being a loser. So anyone who's interested in that. Um, th- that was actually a member who who uh, came up with that when we were talking about how do you describe the program. Uh, they're like, this is what it is. And we should call ourselves Livy Losers and kind of stuck. Um, anyway, we have a whole Instagram account called Livy Losers. And it's all community content. So it's nothing that is curated by our team. It's no like fancy posts and graphics or tips or nothing like that. It's actual real content from our very real members who we repost their stuff. A lot of times we'll post the foods that they're eating to maintain, foods that they're eating to lose. Also, if you use the hashtag Livy Loser or Livy Losers on like you go to the search bar on on Facebook and Instagram, um, you'll pull up um, all the posts and you'll there's a lot of our amazing members who are sharing their daily like their daily Patty Thompson, for example, she shares what she eats every single day, all of her all of her meals and snacks and has been doing so for more than a few groups now. So there's a lot of our members out there like that who are freely sharing uh, what they're doing on the program, their feels and whatnot. So you can find them by using the hashtag Livy Loser or Livy Losers or following our Livy Loser page. Ah, let me see if I can scroll down to the bottom. Um, Tony is not here today. You can tell, which is why I'm writing a little bit late. Um, driving to a funeral this morning. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Listening to Gina on the way will help us get through the day. Well, sending you lots of love. Sending you lots of love. Funerals are hard. Oh, my goodness. Um, even more amazing uh, in person. Oh, Dr. Beverly. I saw her at the event and ran up to her and gave her a hug. I cried and thanked her for everything she does for us in our life. She's so humble. Yeah, so many. <laughs> Dr. Beverly showed up. She was at the conference. Um, we're actually working. At, I'm going to, I'm going to spoiler alert. I'm going to spoiler alert right now. We're at, I know it may seem a long way away, but it takes a lot for planning. We're going to do our own event in October. And we're going to bring our guests. Uh, we're going to like the last the last one was great, but it wasn't we didn't put it on. And so, you know, there's some things that happened that we we wouldn't necessarily we would make sure wouldn't happen with ours, like lack of parking. There's some stuff like food and stuff like that. We know how to put on an event. And so we're going to do our own uh, Livy Loser kind of get together. And we're going to bring our guests and we're going to have like a live on stage. We're going to do a live spill the tea. We'll, we'll bring our guests on. We can chat to them. You'll have an opportunity to meet them. We're going to do some fun, you know, stage. We're going to do some fun stuff to bring our community together. So we're working on that for next October. I am so excited. Uh, Honestly, I can't wait. Um, But yeah, Dr. Beverly is just, you think she's amazing through the screen. She's even more amazing uh, in person. Uh, I got to go, you guys. Um, I think we're actually trying to get Dr. Beverly back again. How do you guys feel about those? um, I know we love our guest segments. It's trying to find that, like, I don't want to overwhelm people with the information either. You know, like we joked about having Dr. Beverly every day. Gosh, I would love to talk to her every day. So how do you feel about those? Let me know uh, in the comments. I'll come back in and read some because it's that fine line between the lives and the information and the guest experts. And we're trying to get a feel. We had audit. Obviously, we added a lot more guest segments, uh, this group. We did put them in the nine o'clock time slot. And the reason why I did that, because I don't want you guys spending all day, every day watching segments like the nine and a guest spot, end of this, end of that. So let me know how you felt about that. In regards to everything else, um, we are going to look into start sending and posting surveys more often throughout the programs to get more of a, a feel of where you guys are at and what you need. But at the end of the program, you'll have an opportunity to tell us all your thoughts. If you've been, you have some ideas, we want to hear some thoughts about the program we want to hear. But let me know how you're feeling about those guest segments. Too much? You want more? Just right? Would you like them at different times? Uh, so if you guys got any feedback on that, let me know. Um, remember all of our... Um, Segments, live segments, guest segments, build the tea segments, uh, tweak this week segments, weigh in Wednesday segments are all available over on our podcast, weigh in with Gina as well. Now, if I didn't answer your question today, make sure you pop it over on the question of the day and the team will get there. Um, it's been a whole vibe, you guys. Thanks for joining me this morning. Um, good vibes in the group. Uh, if you are struggling, make sure you reach out. Remember that we're here for you. Pop in that Facebook support group at any time. Have an amazing day, everyone. I'll see you at 12. Uh, if not, I'll see you later. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 